What's happening, everybody? You're tuning in to Music and Motivation with Chris Davis. This is a very special episode. I got a very special guest with y'all. And we'll get to him in just a second. My man Adam J. Feathers here to kick it with us. And to start off, man, we got a little bit of his music that we'd like to share with y'all. So give it up, man. This is my man Adam J. Feather. Kick this music.
Awesome, man. I wish we had the camera up. I was just freaking jamming it out, dude. It's like I was back at the Adam J. Feather show, you know? I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. What was the name of that song, my man? The song is called With Our Love. With Our Love. Okay. You couldn't maybe tell from the lyrics. I there, definitely got the Our Love part, but I couldn't tell it was For Your Love or. Okay. No. Well, I yeah. hear that in there, too. I could see that being the hook, too. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love it. And that guitar solo, bro. Bro, I'm I'm if anybody really knows me, they know I'm a crazy guitarist and I respect an awesome guitarist too. So that was awesome. And like tone. The search for tone, am I right? I hear it. I hear it in there, bro. Yeah, yeah. It. yeah. It's it's tough to find And it's tough to make your own, right? You know exactly. What I mean? Cultivating it, I can tell you put some time into it, so Glad to have you here. Thank you for coming on, bro. It's a pleasure yeah. and a blessing. Not so. a problem, man. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing. <laughs> Let's see. At, we're at the top of the hour. Hey, real quick, thank you guys for being here, too, man. This show doesn't happen without viewers like you. And thank you for tuning in, man, and support me and my man Adam Feather here. At, we're at the top of the hour. We got everybody's attention, dude. Where? What bands are you in right now? What? Where can these people find your music right now? And um, what was the last one I had for us? Oh, my gosh. I'm messing up so bad. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need my glasses. Oh, and upcoming dates. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to okay. plug everything. Of course, of course. Yeah, you got to make a good plug. Um, so I think I'm in four bands right now. Um, so I'll go through each one individually. Uh, the main one right now is called the Boomerangs. Um, they play everything from the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way to the modern day. Elvis, Dwight Yoakam, Bruno Mars, Journey, Eagles. Eclectic mix. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's really fun, really fun. But um, that band is going to be, we're playing actually in my hometown, Bowling Green, this Saturday. And then I believe the next gig is Sky Music Lounge on the 30th of July. And uh, then I think 13th of August, we're playing back at our, we've got kind of a residency at Balducci Winery. We play there that's once awesome. a month. That's cool. And uh, that's in Augusta, Missouri. Um, that's really fun. It's going to be a seven-hour show, 70 songs, no repeats. Oh, my God. It's great. No repeat weekend, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I also play um, in a blues band from Cape Girardeau called uh, Adam Feather. And minus Mike, so that's that's because uh, the previous guitarist was named Mike, and he moved to California, and is pursuing a doctorate 
in guitar studies. I give him all my blessings and luck. I, I believe he's right. going to do great with it. But uh, that's why they, they wanted to name the backing band Minus Mike because <laughs> Mike's no longer there. Gotcha. <laughs> um, th- we are playing um, July 10th. We're playing, um, let's see, the Bayou, which is right outside of Jackson, Missouri, which is real close to Cape Girardeau. Um, then we're playing July 29th, Cape Girardeau, a place called the Library. Um, and then we're playing August 19th, I think. Um, it's Friday or Saturday, I don't remember which one. Um, at a place in Farmington called the Sand Trap, near Farmington. It's kind of like in between Farmington and Bonterre. So, a lot of traveling for that band, but it's fun and it's worth it. They play blues. Um, we play a lot of blues and it's a little bit of country here and there. Um, just pepper it in. Um, really fun, really fun working with those guys. Uh, and then uh, we have a little band I used to play in. We, we kind of get together every once in a while. We don't have any pending gigs. I'm called Disole, um, or in Haitian Creole, it means sober, which if you had met the people in the band, you would know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. No sobriety there, but um, we we've j- been jamming around a little bit, and uh, we're maybe thinking about getting a couple of gigs. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard when your schedule's already so full up, right? But yes, yes. And then uh, the last band is my own personal thing, and uh, I kind of took a break. I had a wonderful show with you at the Broadway Boat Bar. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I I really appreciate you uh, getting me in on that bill because oh, it no was problem. fun. It was. Uh, I I only. Here's the deal. I book when I'm doing the booking, which is rare. That's a rare opportunity, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, yeah, So certainly. I take full advantage of that rare opportunity, and I book people that I want to listen to, and also, like, the homies, right? Which you fit both of those, because I enjoy your oh. music, too, bro, and it's it's always fun to get to watch you. But that was my favorite boat bar show thus far, and there's going to be more coming up. There's more announcements to come, but to speak about them now would be too early. Okay. That's understandable. So, awesome, yeah, man. Um, and that that personal band, um, we play a couple of originals, and then we stick to, um, more guitar influenced, uh, like '80s, '90s type of stuff. And then, um, we also play a lot of like emo band stuff from the yeah. early 2000s. Uh, you uh, you probably late, do recall the late, the late bar crowd songs. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. The stuff that gets people pumping and having a good time. You know a lot I mean? of sing-alongs. That's why, yeah, everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's the tr- the trashy ones that you couldn't sing in front of mom. That's you know right. That's I mean? right. That's, Some of them, uh, yeah. not too clean of lyrics, maybe, but uh, it's a good oh, time. It's a great, great time. That's really why good I, fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's um, the Adam J. Feathers project, man. Be watching for Adam J. Feathers, guys. He's he's a madman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, so that's that's all I have as far as the local bands in St. Louis that's going on. St. Louis, Cape Girardeau, I guess it's starting to get less local. What's um, the name of the Cape Girardeau band one more time? Adam Feather and Minus Mike. Uh, yeah, that's on yeah, Facebook. Okay. Um, if you want to add me, I'm just Adam J. Feather on Facebook. I don't have a fancy band page for myself because right, it's, just, it's no, just me. No, no, I want to yeah. be myself. You know, I want to be nice and transparent about it. And totally. so, hey, add me up there. Follow me, whatever you want to do. Um, or if you want to send hate mail, you can send me some hate DMs too. I don't care. I'll read them. Yeah, and I, you know, if you're sending hate mail, you know, they're probably having a bad day. That's the deal. Hey. So like, you wish them well. 
I'll, yeah, I'll you try to make their day better, hopefully. Right. You're, you're just taking out your day on the wrong person. For real. What are you doing? Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. That's right. Um, as far as original music, I don't have um, don't have anything out yet. I'm working with my uh, distro kid, I believe. I've got distro kid um, working out the. Uh, I think I'm going with ASCAP on the uh, the rights right. and everything like that. Um, ASCAP and BMI do have competitive offers on that. I'm still kind of on the fence, but uh, I'm not sure which one I'm leaning we towards. What to which one did you use? Did you use? Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, if you're watching this and you're in, laugh, bitches. You laugh. know. <laughs> laugh. And don't fuck me. I'm coming for you if you fuck me. All right. <laughs> We're right. over 10 minutes in. Don't fuck me, Eric. Okay? <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. That's but funny. we need to talk about BMI and ASCAP off air sometime. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a heated talk. debate. It definitely. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm. I was. I'm in the same predicament as you. We should talk, okay? okay I'd like okay. somebody hey. who knows a little bit to like help, you know. Yeah. Just, like, give me your opinions, you know. I've done a lot of studying, um, and especially with the music copyright law and stuff like that, I, I feel like educating yourself is so important now. to to just to do it now before you put out any music, um, because too many people just find themselves in the rabbit hole and uh, they they get music stolen and they get their rights stolen or they don't have rights they don't get money paid to them when they they blow up on youtube or whatever and you know i mean that's important not that that's my goal but i mean that's it's it's a possibility and you know you want to definitely protect yourself um if you can yeah you know everybody out there that's in the music game should be trying to do that tips for musicians and music lovers hey that's a later segment, of exactly. course, but uh, that's not my tip of the week. I've got another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, man. Um, um, let's see. What, there was another yeah, part. Yeah, and there dates, th- but you did a great job of like sharing dates for the bands as we went through. So, like, okay. way to go, man. Hey. It's a lot of bands to keep track of. So I you know. You gotta. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, man. This brain is, it's a rusty steel trap, but it's a steel trap. Let's see. Let's get into this interview a little bit, man, because I got stuff I want to ask. Oh, do your thing, man. Do your thing. So, I I like the cursive, by the way. Um, not a lot of people use cursive anymore, and man, it's Catholic beautiful. School. Beat, it was beat into <laughs> me, dude. Beat into me. It explains a lot. You get to know me a little bit. It explains a lot. Just Certainly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, real quick, man. Give me. Give us a quick. This is gonna sound crazy, bro. When I say these things, give me a quick synopsis of Adam J. Feather, bro. Like. What 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 was your upbringing like? How about we start there? Um, it was an interesting upbringing. Definitely, um, music influenced. Um, I don't think that it would be any question. Looking back, you know, whenever you're going through like middle school and high school, everybody's got that like, oh, what should I do? You can be right. this. You no. can do this. You can do this. But looking back to even like, I remember some of my first. Um, like in kindergarten, going to music class and being in music class. I remember in first grade, we had a choir, like, you know, a student choir recital thing. And I was so mad. I don't know why I was mad, but the footage is out there somewhere. I'm on the front row of the choir with my arms crossed, not singing, staring at the director, just pissed. 
I, I don't know this why. Not what I want to be doing right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I wanted the solo or if I wanted to be on the back row or something. I don't know. I was yeah. pissed, and uh, it was it was an interesting. I I remember that. I remember doing that when I was like five or six years old. It's hard to remember those early memories, but so like music class, you can remember it all the way back to kindergarten, and first grade, and stuff. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. It's it's very interesting. Um, my upbringing was quite. Um, Disenfortunate, dis or whatever you want to call it. I was, I was grew up very poor, um, not a lot going on. Um, my dad was self-employed. My mom has been disabled her whole life, and um, go through good years and bad years, feast yeah. and famine, of course. I understand. And so, um, most of my upbringing was, we were on food stamps. We were struggling. You know, we have one pair of shoes for the year. Fighting for the house. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so like having that upbringing really, it definitely humbles you. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it because it, it makes you, uh, appreciate good things when they do come. And then it also teaches you when you're struggling, it teaches you how to survive when you're struggling, you know, um, something that maybe not a lot of people that didn't have that type of upbringing would understand, you know, if, if they lose their job or something they freak out and they don't know what what to do and um as you know seeing my my dad be self-employed and stuff and my my parents divorced at a very young age and it was a lot of fighting and anger and stuff at the beginning yeah. but um ultimately they decided you know that the kids were more important than their personal feelings you know and i i really respect my parents for doing that right. too because um Without that, it would just, it would, you know, I, I might be in jail right now. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, um, okay. I understand. But, I understand. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, like, it's really good that, that my, my folks, you know, they, they had a, a good head on their shoulders to to understand, you know, that the, the kids were more important, you know. Than so our fighting, yeah, our, our BS. Right, and they realized that they were, you know, if they had stayed together, it probably would have been way worse as well. You know, they realized, hey, this is not working. It's not sustainable for our kids. Let's do something else. You go this way. We'll, I'll go this way. And um, they made it work. They made it work even uh, even with, uh, you know, as they say, a broken home and, right. and, love and respect, dude. no money and shit like that. So, like, yeah, it's it's um, all the respect in the world to my parents. They're, they're both great. And... Uh, n- now, as we've gotten older, we've gotten really close to my family, and uh, they're great people. Yeah, yeah, as you do with, you know, and not everybody has a good family. You see it, like, especially, I mean, growing up in West County here, which I'm going to get to in a second. I want to hear, are you from West County, too? or, or No. Like, where, tell me where you're from. Okay, so we grew up in the country. And so if I if I get a couple drinks on me, you hear some country hear accent some coming out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I haven't been drinking for the last uh, six months or so. Good job. And uh, grew up in the country in a little town called Bowling Green, Missouri. And um, real small town. Um, and we lived outside of town in the country. So um, we were way out there. And it was, it was nice, actually. Um not a lot of stuff going on in Bowling Green. Really small town. Yeah. Um, I know. And, you know, the, the the biggest thing that you had there um, was a reason to leave, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, let's go to the city and get something done. So um, both of my parents 
had lived in St. Louis at some point in their life and then moved back out there. And so I kind of got that from them. They're like, you know, hey, there's nothing out here. If you want to come back and retire, come back and retire, you know, but uh, you got to go out there into the world. You know, you can't just sit at home, can't do nothing. Well, that's cool that they respect that. You know what I mean? I understand. Not every parent from a small town is like that. You know what I mean? You got to pick up. You got to pick up your family business out here. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and some people, I mean, that's that's their path, you know. Right. Um, And I respect in the world, man. My family's from Perryville, New Jersey. So. Okay. Yeah, that's really close to Cape, you know. So, um, spent a lot of time down there in Perryville area. So. Yeah, it's it's a nice small community. It's it's similar to Bowling Green, about what two three thousand people or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So similar roots here. Let me see. What, what else am I going to ask? Um, this one. When? So, obviously, you remember music class from when you were really young, like kindergarten, fourth grade. But when did you first pick up the guitar? Late. 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 Not l- as late as some people, of course. Um, when I was young, my my dad tried to get me into guitar, and he played me a couple of songs. He knew a couple of songs, yeah, but he yeah. never held on to a good guitar. It was kind of like, you know, work came first for him. So. Right. Sometimes uh, he would, you know, pawn off the guitar or whatever to put food on the table. And so um, at the time in the upbringing, I, it didn't seem like that an important thing to me. Um, and my uncle had a drum set. I really liked drum banging on that. Yeah. But, of course, you know, being poor, we couldn't afford a drum set. So it was more of just like a passing curiosity. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like even at a young age, kind of a pipe dream. Like, oh, well, it would be cool to play drums or oh, it would be cool to sing or it would be cool to, you know, play guitar. But couldn't afford lessons, couldn't afford, you know, a guitar, couldn't afford this or that. You know, it was it was just unattainable at right. that point, you know, at least in my mind. And maybe I was incorrect in saying, of course, my parents would probably if I was like six years old and say, hey, you know, I want to get a guitar. They probably would have gotten it for me. But. At that age, even I understood our situation. You know, I didn't want to put any more stress on my yeah, parents. Yeah, grow up a little early in that situation. You know what I mean? Which is yeah, and it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, right. again, it 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 can you can look at it from the negative perspective, or you can look at it from the positive. You perspective. gotta look at it from the positive and say that that made you who you are, and be appreciative of it, right? That's right. But yeah. also appreciate where you are now too. You know what I mean? Right, so and so like with the guitar thing. Um, I ended up getting a guitar when I was 14, 14th birthday, I think, Um, and it took us, we had to put, it was like, my pops looked all over for a used guitar, because he's all about saving as much money as possible, and uh, could not find a used left-handed guitar to save our life, at least... In, in Bowling Green. In Bowling Green, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, of all places. City to find something like that on Craigslist, you know? Right, and, well, and this is, like, just the time where Craigslist started to become a thing. My pops is pretty okay. computer illiterate at that point in time. He's gotten better. But, um, so we had to, we came to the city. We had to get a new one. And uh, it was, like, $250 or something like that. A, 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 an Epiphone Les Paul or something. Left-handed. Yeah. Lefty, yes. And, um... We had to put it on layaway for, like, three months to get it. And so, like, we got it on my birthday, but I didn't get to hold the guitar until, like, Christmas, you know. And so uh, a little bit of buildup. My Uncle John, he's a phenomenal player, and uh, it would be great to collaborate with him someday in the future um, because he 
he started playing at 21, but he taught himself um, very um, methodically. And so it was less of like a passion of his and more of like, I want to teach myself something that I could be proud of. And so he, he started with an acoustic and he built himself up. And so he gave me my first two lessons. He taught me how to string a guitar, how to tune a guitar. And then he taught me the A minor blues pentatonic scale that everybody else learns. And then he taught me, um, let's see, Rocky Like a Hurricane by Scorpions. Just the intro riff. And that had me hooked. And so after that, um, I would play on his guitar. I'd flip it upside down and just screw around with it for the first couple of months. And then got my own guitar and took to it very quickly. Taught myself, I mean, everything that I know so far. Um, And... It was very quick. It was not a struggle for me. I don't know if it's maybe one of those innate things. Everybody's got like a left or right brain and all that shit. Well, first of all, we're all different, right? That's right. That's right. Some people take the stuff quicker than others. Some people have to work for it, and some people give up. You know what I mean? So yeah. And it, it was it was very easy for me, and I, I feel blessed to say so. Um, I was playing Jimi Hendrix in a month. I was playing, <laughs> you know. In that's a blessing. In like six months, I was playing some Steve Vai stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just it it came very naturally to me, and it was it was very strange for my parents and those that were witnessing because they're like, "Well, you're you're not struggling. Like, what is going on here? Like, you've never played guitar in your life, and now it's you're like just excelling with it." You know, and that was I think I I attribute that a lot to my work ethic as well with the yeah. guitar. I practiced for at least three hours a day every day for the first three years every day i didn't miss a day and i i took it on you know my my dad is a truck driver i took it on trips with him and i would play while we're like riding to you know michigan or something like that you know and um and so i I had a good work ethic with it but it was very you know it, it it came to me very naturally and so um started with the the guitar i played that for about Three years, and then I got into school band late. Most people get into school band in yeah, sixth in grade. School, yeah. I got in 11th grade. Oh, wow. And halfway through 11th grade, mind you, um, the music director, um, great guy, Chris Peeper. Shout out. Shout out to Chris Peeper. Um, he saw the potential in my guitar playing, and he was like, yeah, just come on. You'll be a drummer. We'll, we'll make you a drummer. I'll, I'll give you a private lesson. So... He, out of the goodness of his heart, he gave me private lessons himself, no charge. Um, we would meet after school, you know, maybe two or three times a week, something like that, and uh, just go over, you know, rudiments on snare drum and yeah. bass drum and all of these things. And so I really excelled with that as well. Um, and within a year, um, so this is like 11th grade, um, 12th grade rolls around, I, I graduate. Um, and Chris gave me, um, awarded me the, uh, Louis Armstrong Jazz Award for, um, my, you know, abilities in playing drums and guitar and all of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, uh, quite, uh, an interesting award. Some of the, uh, people that have been awarded this, um, include like Steve Vai, oh, wow. um, let's see, Trey Parker, um, from South Park fame. Uh, and then a, a, a smattering of other like people. 
iconic. There's you, you can uh, you know just go on Wikipedia and see the list of iconic people that have got it, but it's not something that's just handed out willy nilly, you know. And so I felt very honored to receive that that award. It was um, quite a surprise to me. I had you know I didn't even know it existed, and then I you know researched it. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. So it was pretty uh pretty good moment for me. That's actually coming on about I think ten years ago. It's probably like ten year anniversary of that. So um it's really interesting looking back and seeing how far it went. So I took that through, um, went to college for music composition composition okay. and um spent a lot of time there doing that. I didn't complete my degree um due to family issues. No, totally. Stuff like that. Couldn't so, but you go get your bearings, though. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it it gave me um, an idea of the music scene. Before that, we had like maybe twenty people in our high school band. Very small high school. There's ninety people in my graduating class, so um, very small. And so I went to Cape Girardeau for um, for college down there at Simo. And um, that was my first real, like, experience with a large group of musicians. It was very interesting. And I got a lot of really good contacts down there, um, really good friends, some people that uh, I still am friends with. Yeah, that's why you go and play Cape Girardeau so often, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, connecting that to this band, I actually played with these guys from Minus Mike um, in college nine ten years ago or whatever it was and uh we played a couple of shows down there before i had to go back home and uh you know deal with the family issues and stuff and it was a good time gary and his son cody shout out to those guys um great people and so he hit me up um the end of last year and was like hey uh you know our our guitarist, our guitarist vocalist mike is leaving so hey would you consider, you know, rekindling the old flame, right. you know? And so it was like, sure, let's see what we can do. Let's make it work. And so we, it was it was really cool reconnecting with those guys, coming back, and they haven't changed a bit. <laughs> That's always the best. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's very cool. Um, and then left college um, around 2013, 14, 14, something like that. I don't know. The years all run together now. Right. No, I totally agree. But um, went back to Bowling Green, bummed around uh, doing odd jobs and things like that, uh, trying to save up. So my college advisor, um, I, I had he we had meetings like every week, you know, and um, one week I had shown him some of my original music, and he was like, "Well, is this?" What you want to do is, do you want to write music like this? And yeah. and he was like, "Look, I mean, the college thing is great, and I don't, I don't think he was the reason I quit college, but he, he was no, like, yeah." And I, I, I kind of, if I had known that I wanted to be a musician, I don't think I would have gone to college. I would have taken that time, and while I was young, I would have hit it hard. Right. You know what I mean? When I wasn't tied down to anything, and I could afford to be sleeping in a car by myself. Yeah, or something. 
Well, and that's what Instead I said. Instead of getting myself into debt, right? And yeah. you have the right idea. I, you know what I mean? It's nice that I have a degree that I can use to get other jobs and stuff, too. But mm-hmm. And have a fallback plan. That was the real reason I went to college. Actually, I went to college thinking I was going to be a history teacher. <laughs> oh, so, nice. Yeah, okay. That's another story for another podcast, though. Hey, I actually, you know, I, I really like history. And uh, one of my good friends, he's the current roommate, He he's a history major. And... He's is he my double ganger? No. Oh, other guy. Okay. Other guy. Other guy. But both super cool. Both. Um he he doesn't use it. He does something totally different. You know, he he doesn't use his history right. degree at all. So I mean like It's like why did I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to make co- connections and network a little bit, hopefully with people in your field, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I I wish I had just like not gone and like gone to Nashville or LA. And really, Wait. like, made some connections out there instead. You know? Yeah, just get your feet on the ground. And well, and that's what uh, Dr. Fruwald had, had told me. Um, and he's he said, you know, like, you can go here, you can get the college thing, but I'll tell you, you have only a, a limited amount of options once you go through this is, you know, you're going to have a decent amount of debt at the end, which I went with a partial full ride it wasn't a full ride full no, ride but, that's but still a lot. That's um i had most of my college i i don't have any debt from college that's cool. from the time that i went and uh that was all on academic merit um that's pretty solid it was great it was great man um uh, but he he gave me the advice he, he was like you know if you want to do what you're doing which is writing like pop music rock music that type of thing he's like you just you're in the wrong place, man. This this you're you're just spinning your wheels here. I I can see that you've already you already have gained all of the knowledge musical knowledge that you need to to complete what you want to do. You know, if you want to go farther, stick around. You know, do your thing, and uh, we can teach you a little bit more, not much more. I mean, of course, music is a lifelong endeavor, and even you're people. Yeah, people with doctorates, I can teach them something, they can teach me something. You know, it's people that I've played with for 70 years, same way. I've taught them something, they've taught me something, you know, so. Before we get too much further on, do me a favor and move the mic down, kind of like mine is, like, down under my mic. Just so that it's not, like, covering your face, you know, from the camera. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There you go. Better. Works. Yeah, you're beautiful. Let the I'm just trying to trying to hide behind this microphone here, you know. A little shy. No, Don't look at me. On, you've been on stage so many times. You're fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're yeah. Fine. Uh, shy is the opposite of exactly. what I am, kind of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So it was, uh, it was, it was interesting getting that type of advice from somebody who was in the field. He was a doctor. He'd he'd been playing his whole life, and you know he just told me some of the stories of living out in L.A. and you know like he was composing music for some uh some movie he got paid like seven hundred dollars a bar and so he just it was like a two minute two two and a half minute like car chase scene and he just cranked up the tempo and was like okay well it's a thousand bars so (laughs) you know just write you know wrote the music like that and they paid him like that you know he was like the industry is just it's it's all about who you know and it's not necessarily about what you know because as opposed to a field like like nursing or a field like engineering or astrophysics, like you can teach yourself everything with about music 
without going to college. It's it's really easy, and you can do the same with, you know, being a doctor. But or I mean, carpentry or something. I wouldn't want no YouTube learned doctor. That's what I'm saying. Surgeoning on me, you know. What I yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Operating, no. But you know, most the some of the biggest musicians that you've ever heard never went to college. Yeah, they post Malone. Yeah, they they dropped dropped out of college, maybe dropped out of high school. Some of them, you know, they had like Mick Jagger, you know, Keith Richards, um, Jimi Hendrix. Most of those people didn't didn't get any college degree. Jimi Hendrix was in the army, though. He did go to the army for a little bit. Was he was discharged? Right? I don't know. I don't know. He 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 didn't complete the army. I'm pretty sure he didn't. He was playing guitar in the army. For sure, I see. Yeah, that's blows my mind when I see it. That's a yeah, that's a great picture, by the way. What was the first band you joined? Um, so that your your college band or earlier? I did have a group of musicians in uh, in high school that I played with. Um, great people. I'm still friends with most of them, and um, we played in uh, this dude's garage. a classic garage band. Nice. Um, Gotta have those experiences. You know? And we called ourselves The Resistance, which has been taken by a thousand different bands. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. Since and stuff. And like we were just playing in a, in a, you know, in a, in a, gr- yeah, we were, we were just having fun. Good. You gotta, you gotta for- get your sense of like how to be in a band somehow, right? Well, and that's, that's what's really important. Um, and that's what a lot of people don't get even if they go to college for music, is they don't get a chance to know how to interact with other musicians. Especially in a rock band. How does a rock band function? Well, you know, if that's their first one, you never really know. You know what I mean? It's a lot different than and that's also an orchestra. Why, why in every fucking rock band I've had, there's been a goddamn smoke break halfway through the freaking <laughs> rehearsal because that's what the first band's precedent was. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah, God yeah. damn it, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah l- you know. hey, let's take a break real quick and step outside. Let's play some Call of Duty. Hey, you guys want to play some Call of Duty? I'm tired of playing bass or whatever, you know, who knows? That's, playing that's guitar, the high school you know. bands thing, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it was... What? It was just fun, you know? It was fun, it was good to hanging out with the people, and it kind of reaffirmed my... Suspicion, right? That you, you were destined to be a rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, if you the, to put it in a less humble way, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was super fun, man. And so that, that was the first band, um, and then since then, yeah, I think it was the college band. Then moved back, um, worked at the post office for like three or four years, nice. um. It was good. It was good. It was a nice gig. It was a good way to save money. But I was kind of always had this plan in my head um, to to do music. You know, it was always a process right. going. And even even now, I still have a process in my head. Um, don't want to tell all of my no, details, but um, you know, uh, of course. I mean, um, in the moment, everything feels like it's really organic and like nothing is planned and all of that like that's how i i enjoy life like that but in the background there's an underlying motive organization yeah 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 yeah. it's it's the and the the train is not stopped that's the work ethic that you were talking about like having grown into you know that's 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 yeah the course right well and that's 
that's something that is is pretty important, especially if you're going to be a musician, because Big time. you can't. Do Nobody's no- going to give you the money. You know what I mean for just sitting right. at home, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you got to go out there and find the money. Even you if you have find a, the opportunity, right? yeah, even if you have the work ethic to practice at home. I mean, you can't just practice at home. I mean, some people can nowadays with YouTube, I guess. Yeah. But by and large, you know, you have to get out there. You have to do it. You have to be the musician. Exactly. You can't just think about being the musician. You got to be the musician. So. Um, yeah, having that work ethic has always been, uh, you know, a big motivating factor for me. And it goes back to my, my parents, of course. I mean, um, my pops, even today, he's going on 60. He works 14 hours a day and always out there. Even on his days off, he goes out to his house and he builds stuff for 14 hours a day. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's not even a choice. It's it's just wake up, Work. go out and do something. You know, it's it's not oh, well, I don't feel like this or I I got to cough. I won't I don't want to do this. You know, it, there's no excuses. No, I'm alive. I got to do something today with my time, you know. Right. Yeah, it's so. a blessing to be here, you know. And so you got to use the blessing. Use it or lose it, right? <laughs> as they say. What is your favorite concert you've ever played? Do you have one? My personal, like yeah. what I've played? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of them. Each one is unique. I know. And um, each one. One that stands out as like thus far to this point, best concert you've ever played, favorite concert you've ever played. I guess those are two different questions. Favorite concert you've ever played. Favorite, best, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really enjoyed my first performance. Um, was playing at a talent show at my high school, and it was quite a crowd. It was quite an experience, but honestly, my favorite show was probably the show with you at the Bolt Bar, man. That was a pretty good show. It was super fun. And you know what, man? I What was great was, like, you put on such a heck of a show that I, like, could put my guard down and relax for a little bit. You know what I mean? It was very, It was very awesome. And uh, I set myself up in, like, the perfect spot to chillax and hear y'all perfectly and enjoy your set and not be bothered. There you go. Yeah. And that's why I enjoyed that one so much. It was so good. And then our sets were great, too. Like the, Oh, the, yeah, man. I stuck around. The crowd that night was awesome. We had, we had such a great crowd. Your crowd was awesome, too. Like, Jesus Christ, they were partiers, you know? I know a lot of partiers. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a big partier. I loved to party, but... Um, the lifestyle caught up with me, you know, and so yeah, I was totally. like, you got to be able to maintain yourself too. And with like, I, I never think about my vocal quality, right? I'm a guitarist first or an instrumentalist first, but I'm the fucking lead singer of my band. I need to do some, something to maintain my voice a little bit. Right. right. You take care of yourself, you know? Well, and it, it goes back to, you know, all of the rock stars that, that, you know, um, a big influence. Uh, he used to have a, I think he still has a podcast or a radio show. It's Alice Cooper. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, he tells he's kind of like the living example. He's like, you know, if if I didn't stop drinking, I wouldn't be here. You know, if I didn't stop partying, I wouldn't. And the people that didn't stop partying aren't here. You know, Jimi Hendrix went out partying. Keith Moon went out partying. John Bonham went out partying. You know. Yeah, you it, keep going, Tom Petty. 
as many yeah. as many as you want. Yeah, and that's that's the point. You know, is that you know at some point the party catches up to you, and it's not a party anymore. It's it's right. Time, <laughs> yeah, you know? so. exactly. You know, and so like you got to at least control it. And I'm not saying anybody that drinks is bad or anybody no, that smokes no, no, is no. bad or anybody that parties is bad, but but you got to keep your yourself in check. That's right. That's right. It's, if it's not me judging anybody else, it's not me judging me. It's me taking care of me. You know what I that's mean? That's right. That's right. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you're, what's that dude that has like the dine-ins and drives? If you're voted like the the biggest partier of your college and you make a living off of partying, more power to you. Like right. that's that's great for you. You know, but that's just not me. You know, that's not from that's not for me. And so I, um. I still like to party. I still like to hang out with people to party. But I just control myself, you know, and that's all it's about. It's it's using the same kind of, you know, work ethic. It's just self-control. Totally, man. Um, let's see. Uh, musicians and bands that inspire you. Every single one I've seen. <laughs> every musician. That's true. That's a good one. Every musician and every band, even the bad ones, no names. But, like, they're all inspiring in some way or shape or form. So, uh, if if I could, uh, you know, just give any advice, is just like, especially if you're a musician, is go out and watch other people. Right. Because you're going to find inspiration either to do better or inspiration on what to do or what not to do or Push inspiration yourself to, to go out and do it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just Just go watch your fellow musicians because that's the community that we live in, you know? And so, like, a couple of them stand out, like, actually, last Friday, last Friday, whenever it was, uh, Carlos Santana came through. I, I right. saw Carlos Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, a legend. And it was a great show. I mean, in every musician, every musical performance that I've been to, I, I it's hard to make that detachment of and just be a fan, but... I still enjoy even going to somebody's show and like watching them like a hawk. Like, oh, is that a paradiddle? That did that dude do a paradiddle? What's he? What is he doing? You know, what's what's Carlos Santana doing? Well, oh, that's a really cool lick. How did he do that? Oh, you know, man, it's, I hate that too. I mean, my brain does it too, bro. I can't not pick apart the technique or the theory behind yeah, what he's doing, especially on like crazy improvised solos. I'm just like, yeah, the analysis. It's just like, you know, and that's I that's the musician brain. Yeah, but then you're not hearing the all of the band members. You know what I mean? Right. Well, which and is super bad when you're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're doing all the theory for that's why you got to practice. Get the get the thinking through the theory on what you're going to do done ahead of time so you can be listening to your band. That's all. Well, right. Well, and that's the thing. I'm guilty of that. Hardcore. Uh, especially in a musician in, in a band setting, you should First and foremost, going into a band, you should be comfortable enough with your own instrument and your own abilities to not watch yourself like a hawk. Right. You can't just be focused on, oh, my, I got to adjust my tone. I got to do this. I got to do that to my – it's not about you. It's about the band at that point. You know, you have to listen to the band. How am I complimenting the band? Oh, does the bassist want a bass solo? You know, does the drummer want to have a drum fill? You know, oh, I heard the drummer do – you know – it's time to end the song. Whatever. You, you're yeah, yeah. constantly... You miss a transition or miss a thing. Right. Is focusing on yourself instead of listening to everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's almost like a... I, 
I would think a prerequisite to being in a band is like be comfortable in your even if you're you don't have to be good, you just have to right. be comfortable, you know. I mean, I don't think I'm good. Nobody thinks they're God, no. like, other than Yingy no. Malmstein, maybe. Or <laughs> Eric Clapton. <laughs> right, you know, like, they've been at it for so long. They they have, you know, a level yeah. of confidence. And, and even those guys aren't, you know, overly cocky. They're not overly into themselves. They will still say, hey, yeah, I'm I'm still learning stuff every day. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's all about, they're just so comfortable, and they enjoy it. You know, that's the main thing. Yeah. Main thing is go have fun, right? Yeah. You're a musician. They have fun with it, right? You always dreamed of it. Enjoy it. Yeah, so if I would say anything about, you know, musicians inspiring me, it's the ones that I go out there and I see that they're having fun. Those are the ones that inspire me the most. Right. That's a great answer, my man. That's probably the most uh, original answer I've got on this show this time. Oh, let me take a second. Sip up. Y'all take a sip, too. This one's for you. That's right. Cheers. That water train. Okay. Let's see. Craziest concert experience, like, while you were playing. My concert experience. Craziest concert experience while you were on stage. There's been a couple of times where I was on stage and people started fighting in the crowd. Yeah. It's always funny. Yeah. That's That's fun. It's pretty wacky. Um, I was at this open mic night once, and um, this ladies, these two ladies started fighting, and um, somehow got on stage fighting, and like <laughs> knocked over a microphone stand, and the band is just like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, get get off stage! What are you doing? This is ridiculous!" Like, on stage and was fighting. They were like fighting, and somehow like. Worked their way towards the stage, and like, I don't. It was yeah, it. It, it happened so fast. It, it it was hard to see what was going on, but it was just like, Jesus, come on now, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> but um, a couple of those instances, um, let's see, I had one. Yeah, when I was when I was doing my first performance at that uh, open or the. Uh, talent show thing in my high school it was that was the only time that I, I felt like it was crazy that was the only time I really felt nervous ever since then yeah it's nerves are died down. there's no nerves no it's it's excitement for me but at that point you know I had never played in front of a crowd and so that from my experience that was probably the craziest because it was just like all right I'm sitting here waiting like the tension is just building up like What's going on here? Like, why do I feel these weird butterflies? And this is this is weird. What yeah. what is this? I'll say this: that my butterflies pre-show, I'll get them sometimes. It's nowhere near what it was. High school bands and stuff. Yeah. More so, I'm looking forward to being on stage. I'd say the butterflies were replaced by this when I'm on stage and I'm mid set. I have the. I can be in the middle of singing. I can be mid soloing. I get a thought in the back of my brain that goes, hey, you were looking forward to this. Keep having – like, I go on stage right to have fun, right? Yeah. I have this thought in the back of my head that goes, hey, it's almost over. Have fun with it, bro. Cause right. Because in 30 minutes, you're done, and nobody's coming to the show for a while. You know what I mean? This yeah. Is your time. Have fun with it. So. That's I, a good way to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. 
favorite concert you've seen as an attendee? Oh man. I know. You can give me two or three if you need to, but that'd be tough one. Santana was great. Um, just recently. I also saw Leon Bridges in May. Ooh. And that was phenomenal. That, that, yeah. Killed it. He just him and his whole band were on. Um let's see. But I think the one that takes the cake, um, in October, my friend Brian, shout out, what a good guy. Um, bought tickets for me and him and both of our dads to go and see the Rolling Stones when they Ooh. came through. Oh my god. And awesome. he he's a great guy. He was like, I'm sorry, they're not good I was like, I don't care, they're not good tickets. It's the Rolling Stones, man, yeah. we're going. Tickets like, for that were ridiculous too. Like I don't any know. Tickets were probably, any tickets were good tickets. Any That's what I mean. I have no clue what he spent, but it was enough. You know, I, I I'm forever indebted. Yeah, you know, thanks because Brian. Thanks, Brian. it was such a good show. And Mick Jagger is like 80 years old. Still moving around. Still moving like Jagger, man. He's he's twirling his legs and all kinds of crazy, jumping up and down and stuff. It's like, dude. What's going on here, man? Full of hips, huh? Right. <laughs> and it was just just hit after hit. I mean, the Rolling Stones have so many hits, they couldn't get to all of them. But they played, you know, for over two hours straight. No breaks. Nothing. You know, Mick Jagger went back backstage while Keith Richards did his one song, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, it was just song after song after song. And it was just such a great experience. I mean, not, not, the, the sound is great. And... um. Brian's dad actually saw them the first time they came to St. Louis in 66. Oh, wow. And so at first he was kind of hesitant. He was like, well, I don't want to ruin that memory or whatever, you know, like so it's such a good memory. But afterwards he was like, it was a thousand times better. <laughs> it was great. It, the sound was good. I mean, it wasn't 1960s technology. It right. was 2021 or whatever technology, you know. So it's just World such great sounds. on the sound yeah, yeah, and and such a great experience. The stage show, the lights, the the backup singers. One of the backup singers, um, like for Gimme Shelter, came up front stage and was just like, you know, doing that part. Oh man, it was so beautiful. What a great show. That's, That's probably my the one. Rolling Stones concert, Gimme Shelter. That's oh yeah, one, it would be a great one to cover if. If uh, you could find somebody to sing that background vocal, yeah. you just can't go without that. That's what I mean, man. Okay, um, let's talk. We're getting towards the end of our interview. Goals, goals moving forward. What are you like working towards, my man? What, what do you see yourself here in the future? Or what are you working for? You know. Well, I I see life for myself and I hope everybody else sees it as like a series instead of like really short chunks of like 30 minutes or an hour or really long chunks of like 80 or 100 years I see kind of in the middle like five years every five years you know four years something like that you know kind of like set yourself up to attain some things so um I definitely want to release the multitude of albums I'm working on right now. Um, I would like to see that too. Like my, my the rest of my family is the same way. Um, my my aunt is a phenomenal painter. Her daughter is a phenomenal painter. My dad is a good guitar player, but he's he's a really good at 
building things. Yeah. And my Uncle John, he's a great guitar player. My Uncle Matt, he's a great drummer. But we all have a thousand projects going on at once. Right. And so it's like well, you need to complete some stuff, you know? Yes. We yes. That's down the list. That's the thing. Yeah, man. And so um, I, right now I've got four albums of material that I want to release very soon. Um, but we got to deal with the BMI and ASCAP stuff. Got to deal with the rights. Got to right. deal with doing it properly. I said BMI. I, that might not be right. Was it BMI? BMI, ASCAP. Um, okay, cool. There's I'm, one all more. All I can think is when I say that is body mass index. <laughs> right. Like, uh, uh, it's hard uh, to make uh, the disconnect uh, in the, yeah. What's my BMI now? But, but yeah, it's release some stuff. Um, definitely do a lot of shows. The next, this year has been probably the most fruitful as far as shows so far. And so I think every year, because... With music, it's almost like a seasonal thing. You can still do gigs during the winter, but you but have to, you almost have to set them up and set yourself up in a good situation. Yeah, you've got to definitely work I will through say the. F- I did the boat bar mid, mid like December, January or something like that. So cold. Yeah, so yeah. Cold. Really cold. You know, your boy was just chilling on the patio for half. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah. So. Cold, cold, cold. Love that place though. So Love that place so much. I think I want to maybe do twice as many shows next year. Um, and get some stuff released. Get some stuff released. Actually, this summer, I, I believe I'll have at least one, if not Dude, two, of these albums coming out. When these albums come out, like when you're like a week or two before, come back on, and we're going to promote the hell out of them, okay? Cool. Sound good? Yeah, man, hey. You let I, me know when, okay? I appreciate you accommodating. That's what, you know, that's what I'm here for. We gotta we gotta shout out local St. Louis musicians and you know support local local music in all angles, right? So absolutely. And um, let's see, one last one for you. One last one for you. Anyone you want to shout out right now, or anyone that is deserved of the Savage of the Week spot? Mm. Well, I do want to give a shout out to Forgiving Tree. If you guys haven't listened to Forgiving Tree, check them out. That's my band, baby. Thank you. Great band. Appreciate you. Great band. They got some shows coming up. Soon to be announced. Um, and then shout out to all of my band members. Yeah. Too many to list. Yeah. Shout out to Steve. I love you, Steve. Ah. Uh, you rock. Yes, the drummer. Yeah. I was actually gonna suggest him as the Savage of the Week because yeah. oh. he he's a savage on drums, but he's also a great dad to his daughter. And um, he kicks ass at working. Yeah. He's got he's got a more of a work ethic than I do, and it's uh, inspiring to see somebody like that. You know, that's yeah. just every morning at five thirty, get up, let's go out and do it. You know, um, and so he's he's always on the ball with something like that. Shout out, Steve, Savage Steve. of the Week, my man. <laughs> right on. Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any Savage of the Week in your mind? Well, I was going to nominate you for coming on, bro. Obviously, <sighs> my, one of my favorite St. Louis musicians, favorite people to go watch their shows. So, got to have you as the Savage of the Week, in my opinion, too. But, Steve, Honored. you're on there, too, bro. We're sharing it. Definitely. And both of you played one hell of a show at the boat bar with us, so deservedly so, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, that was so fun. And... um. 
I hope that we get more shows together. Um, on the same bill. It's great. I have a good time. Honestly, dude, I look back. My favorite era of, like, rock and roll was that, like, 60s San Francisco and American rock. And, like, I always saw the pictures of the bands hanging out before, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting ready to go on. that's the kind of community I want. People who are just like, oh, Forgiving Tree's there? I love those guys. Let's go kick it with them. They're fucking tremendous. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel with your band. I love seeing you guys. I love listening to your music. It's the shit I'd be listening to anyways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's tremendous. So, Oh, man. Also, I want to give a shout-out to um, 88.1 KDHX Bro. for always playing the best local music. Yeah. Hey, guys. You want to, like, find new music? You're, you're sick of, like, what your Spotify shuffle's been giving you? Listen to your local independent radio stations, okay? And I'm talking 88.1 in St. Louis is the one to listen to. Or Absolutely. You know, and the thing with them is they got a different radio hour every like two hours to an hour. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's you such an eclectic. You never know what you're listening to when you're tuning in. It could be Turkmenistan music. It could be Irish jigs. It could be blues. It could be soul. It could be any number of things, guys. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And each, um, I I believe most of the DJs have like a regular thing. They have like you know if if you want to just listen to. Like blues, you tune in to Thursday at three, or I don't know the right, exact no. times of everybody. But it used like, to be the Grateful Dead hour was Saturdays at eleven. So right when the concerts would get out at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, oh yeah, you get in the car, the parking lot's fucked up. <laughs> you throw on the Grateful Dead hour, smoke J down, and fucking that's get right. Out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I love that station. And then if there's something on it that you're not down with, it's a short scroll up to eighty eight point seven. Also the great. jazz station, yeah. Yeah, yeah, WSIE. The sound. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man, someone was telling me that was uh, the sound. I think that was in that 70s show, right? That was uh, the radio station that Donna, Donna worked ran. at. Yeah, I, I, I believe it I was believe. the sound. <laughs> Could be wrong. Uh, let's see. Um, How are we doing on time? I need to check. We're doing okay. Let's try to run through tips a little quick, okay, so we can get to... We both got to work the same job later. We got to get there on time. So, um, thank you again for coming on. I want to say that again before we hop into our segments, man. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Go support Adam J. Feather. We're going to announce when he drops these albums, too. So, make sure you uh, go and follow him on Instagram, Facebook. Follow the Boomerangs, uh, Adam Feather, and Minus Mike. Got it. it. What was the other one that was... uh, uh, Desole. Right. I wanted to say the resistance. I was getting oh, close. No. close. Desole. <laughs> and um, as always, go check out the Adam J. Feathers project when it's in round to be seen. You know, that's even more reason you got to go see that shit because is it is it always gigging? No, we got to go get it while it's there. Right. So that's right. That's right. OK, we got a couple tips for y'all today. So let's start off, man. We got tips for surviving the week. Pew, 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 pew. I have where did the little note here? Where did I have tips for surviving the week? Oh yeah, go out and get some sun. Yeah, that's a good one. Getting that vitamin D. I always throw that on there sometimes. Get get a walk in. Well, Doesn't matter. D Just sit on the patio. Sit on the front porch of your house. Sit on the front step of your house. Doesn't matter. Just yeah. get out. Take a walk get through the sun. park. 
drive down to your local park a mile down the road. Take a walk. That's right. Yeah. Anything. Anything to get you out of your your uh, out of being your cocoon. You know. Got to get out of that cocoon. That's a good one. More tips for surviving the week. What like helps you get out of a funk? Finding something that is a motivation. Um, So uh, I've I've listened to a lot of the Joe Rogan podcast and. Always a good motivation. Your podcast, uh, Music yeah, and Motivation, sure. is obviously good motivation. Um, but just getting up, if you're, if it's tough to, you know, like let's say you're you're trying to stay in bed, you know, just have that little voice that says, what if, instead of saying, oh, well. What if I fail? What if it went well? What if it went well? Exactly. Yes. You know, you got to turn the negative thoughts around somehow. If you, hey, man, and here's a good tip for the week. If you, uh, my brain can be mean to my, to me more than anybody else. You know what I mean? I'm my biggest critic. So mm-hmm. if you got a fucking mean brain and it tells you mean shit like you're not good enough to do something or it won't matter because you da 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 da. You know what I mean? The I've brain heard, does I've had stuff. Those. It does that. It's kind of an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Tell it to fuck off. That's right. Hey, fuck off, brain. The brain is not always in control. You know. Yeah, you gotta think outside of that. Disconnect a little bit. Hey, fuck you, brain. I'm (laughs) just fine, dude. (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Do a couple tips for musicians and music lovers, man. And tip number one always is keep practicing. Okay, you don't get better unless you practice whatever skill you're trying to get better at. So. Put in the practice, man. I always tell everybody minimum three to four times a week, at least 20 to 30 minutes. But if you sit down for that 20 to 30 minutes, normally turns into an hour because you have fun and you enjoy yourself and you forgot, oh, yeah, I enjoy this shit. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even just picking up the instrument. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, five minutes. I'll pick it up. And then, yeah, 30 minutes go by. You're like, oh. Oh, shit, I'm late for work. God right. I, I didn't realize I was practicing. <laughs> but that's a better problem to have than being a musician and not practicing enough. Exactly. Certainly, certainly. Um, so another tip, obviously we we talked about uh, getting your um, rights sorted out earlier. Uh, make sure that you uh, cover your ass on stuff like that. Copyright. Look into copyright, guys. Copyright. Especially Very us when you're trying to start off and you're like, Man, everybody's being an independent podcaster, independent musician, independent video guy. You 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 don't see the backups that they put in place to make sure that they own their shit to retain their independence to get paid from being independent, right? That's why right. you got to figure this shit out. That's why I got to figure this shit out. That's why he's got to figure this shit out. Everybody. Look into it. Here's a starting ground. Go look into what we're talking about. Music, licensing, BMI. ASCAP, and start looking into the difference between the two. Okay, that's a good st- jumping-off point. Absolutely. Learn the difference between, what is it, recording rights and artist rights? Is that the uh, I'm, I'm using yeah, the wrong yeah. terms so, there? Um, there's recording if you're covering. There's artist rights if you're writing. There's composer rights if you're writing. Um, so, yeah. yeah and Sometimes you're all three. Figure that out. Yeah, definitely want to. And also cover your own ass if you're like if you're a hip hop artist and you're sampling people. Get the rights. Don't get your stuff pulled. 
Exactly. It's all important. Um, and then the other tip that I would have is um, if you get in a funk and you're, like, hitting a wall, don't be afraid to take a break. Don't yeah. be afraid to cleanse the palate. As a matter of fact, the other day um, I was feeling, like, a little overwhelmed by all the music that's going on in my life and, and all of that that I've been listening to, learning, you know, sometimes 15 or 20 songs a week, um, upwards of maybe 40 songs a week sometimes. And and you got to retain the ones that were already there. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. Yeah. Like the the number is really high. It's over five hundred at this oh point, God. you know. Um, but it's it's super important to take a break, cleanse the palate. The other day, I was going on Spotify and looking up just as, as many non music things. So I there's a cat's purring playlist. There's a cat's meowing playlist. There's dogs barking. There's an annoying sounds. There's construction sounds. There's all I kinds think that's of why things. I listen to so many podcasts for like the same reason. I just need to get my head, ears off the music for a little bit. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always the goal, especially if you're a musician, to be with music. But you can get overwhelmed, and um, in those instances, just step back for a day, listen to a podcast, listen to you know crocodiles eating things or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just you know, get your ears off of it. Um, that's also important for people that are like writing their own music, mixing their own music. Um, you gotta st- give your ears a break after a certain point. You you feel absolutely. What's the words they call that? Uh, you. It's almost like ear blind, like in yeah. a sense. So you just you get so used to your own music, listening you stop to your voice. The mistakes. Like, right. Yeah. Listen to the mistake twenty thousand times, and now you think it's part of it. But so. You got to be able to give your ears breaks while you're mixing. That's a huge one too. Very important. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a couple albums of the week real quick. You got a couple albums that have really inspired you or resonate with you that you'd like to shout out for our listeners to go check out. That's why we do this, guys. That's right. That's right. Um last week I was listen uh, pretty much all week I've I've been listening to um no Fences, which is Garth Brooks' second album. His first album was his debut. His second album was No Fences. He was one of the rare examples where he put out an album and it blew up just instantly. His second, al- his first album is multi-platinum, but his second album is his biggest selling. It's 17 times platinum. Yeah. Um, Garth Brooks is um, right now the biggest selling artist in America. He's ha- He has more... Diamond certified albums than anybody yeah. in the history of music. Um, so whether or not you like his music, you should look into him. Just listen to it, and and it's really actually um, it's quite inspiring because he also grew up from you know like um, rural a rural area, grew up in Oklahoma, I believe, and um, music wasn't his first choice, but it chose him, you know, and he ended up being very successful with it, and he's phenomenal vocalist and the backing band that he has playing in this album in particular no fences it's the one with all the hits on it like uh friends in low places and two of a kind right. working on full house and thunder rolls and stuff like that so um great album also around that era i'm big on the 90s stuff is um actually this is early this is 88 i believe is uh, straight out of compton yeah it's one of the first albums that i ever listened to um on my own so my parents obviously listened to uh, classic rock, 
My mom had Casey on, even to this day, every day, all day. Yeah. It's on at her house. You know, she's got the radio on. She doesn't turn it off. It's Casey all day. That's awesome. And so I grew up with that. Um, but you need a little break from that, so you got a little NWA action. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and th- that's one of the first albums outside of rock and roll that I had listened to. And I was pretty young when I listened to it, but Mad Love and Respect. That's phenomenal right. album. Um, and they really broke the ground with that one. Because up to that point, um, people weren't really... That album um, got a lot of flack because of its content, but they were just observ- it was just observational. They were just seeing what was going on in the surroundings and writing about it. Right. And it was just such uh, a different approach than what everybody else had been doing up to that point, especially in like the hip-hop and rap right. game. And... You know, they threw a lot of people off with it, but it gets all the praise it deserves. They were really, like, intelligent about the way they put it out. It was great. So I, I really love that album. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that one. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've, I've got a quite a bit of, um, of course, I listen to just about everything. I right. tell all of my students, um, I'll listen to two cats fighting in a bag. <laughs> Record it. I'll listen to it at least once, and I'll tell you what it's like, you know. But... um I have a, a a spot in my heart for a lot of rock and roll, but also a lot of hip hop and rap, yeah. and uh, of course jazz, um, R and B. Actually, I believe the next concert I'm going to go to is uh, that's not my own, of course, right. is Alicia Keys. She's coming to St. Louis in uh, August, something 21st, maybe something like that. And I would really love to go see her because she's phenomenal too. She's started working on her first album when she was like 14. And not a lot of people know she played all the piano on it. Like she's a phenomenal, phenomenal pianist musician. and a yeah. great singer. So it just it'd be really cool to go see her. Really influential. Well, awesome, awesome, dude. That's a good range of albums for the week. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, and the Alicia Keys first album was called um, "Songs in A Minor," I believe, something like that. And they were all in A minor. They weren't. They were not. <laughs> okay, I was about to say that be. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be cool. cool. It would be, be cool. Lot, it'd be a very sad album. Right. It'd be kind of Mozart-y or like yeah. Beethoven-y. I'm game for it, though. But yeah, man. Definitely. Oh, those three albums. Probably my three recommended albums. Do you have any? Uh, I mean, I do this every week. I'm happy <laughs> to take the week off. Hey, guys well. I keep reusing albums sometimes, too, because that's what I'm listening to at the time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So. Just recycling them. I'm yeah. just, I like just curious, you know. Stuff, you know. Get into your brain a little bit and see what you're listening to. Okay, let's do some news, some Chris Davis news, updates, and plugs real quick, okay? Cool. Um, so, Forgiving Tree is off for July. We are doing recording. We're trying to get two singles recorded at least, if not more. It's going to be good. Um, very exciting. Very exciting. We got a band meeting rehearsal tonight to talk about it, uh, set stuff up. And then, let's see, we're playing... Sky Music Lounge, August 5th, which is a Friday. That's going to be the Brian Farmer birthday bash extravaganza up there because my man Farmer, he was like my best man at my wedding. and He was up at the last uh, last show. You might have seen him. Okay. Shout out to Farmer. Shout out to Farmer. Um, it's His birthday's the day before. So, like, nice. he'll be coming into St. Louis for his birthday. We're going to be doing a couple of songs that he requested. It's going to be sick. Um, Sweet. 
let's see. We got another show. This the bigger show that's even going to be crazier than that birthday bash extravaganza. We got invited to open for this New York band that's coming to town called Makes My Blood Dance. <laughs> they heard cool. of us and wanted a few local acts to help get people to come to it, help sell tickets. It is a ticketed event, so hit your boy up or Kelly for tickets, okay? Or Alex, obviously. Any one of the Forgiven Tree members has tickets to sell, okay? Great. But that's cool. There's going to be multiple, multiple acts on that bill. And should be four or five, actually. It should be pretty loaded and should be an awesome night because everybody's hard rocker metal. So it's going to be right with those hard rock fans that we love. So Great. And where is that going to be at? It's in Arnold, and I'm going to keep giving date uh, details as we go. I'm not okay. actually sure on the location. I just know it's in Arnold, which I was like, Arnold. where in Arnold? It's going to be sometime in August? Yeah, August 22nd. Awesome. 21st? 21st. August 21st weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere around there. And then uh, that's all the dates I got on for right now for this Forgiving Tree. Again, recording. And um, you guys should catch my man, Adam J. Feather, at all of his dates coming up soon. Uh, you want to shout him out one more time? Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boomerang's playing in Bowling Green, Missouri this, um, this Saturday. This Saturday, the 9th. Um, July 9th. And then also July 30th at Sky Music Lounge, August 13th at Balducci Winery in Augusta. And then um, if you're in the southern area, Cape Girardeau, um, Adam Feather and Minus Mike are going to be playing July 10th. So that's the day after the 9th. That's this sun- Sunday um, at the Bayou Smokehouse. Sweet. And um, then we're playing the 29th. It's Friday on July 29th. It's at the library, which is downtown Cape. And then we've got, let's see, I think August 19th, I believe it's a Friday or Saturday, um, at the Sand Trap, and that's near Farmington, Missouri. Sweet. Sweet, dude. Well, hey. It's a lot. That is a lot of shows. It's good to be busy, right? It's very good, especially uh, in this industry. Right. Well, bro, hey, thank you again for coming on Film Lab School. We're going to have to do it again, especially when you get these albums dropping. Hey, no problem, man. Get the hell out of you. And, uh... Well, do you mind if I play uh, one more song? Yeah, here at the totally. End? Let's play out on a song. Okay, Here. so this is going to be different um, than the original, the first song that we right. had. Right, what so is this next one going to be The called? next one is um, off the rap hip-hop album, um, and it's called Admission. Nice. So I'll get that queued up in a sec. Thank you again for coming on, my man. Let's let's get this camera switched. Thank you for See having you guys. me, man. Thank you. Thank you for watching, and please enjoy my man Adam Feather's music one more time. Give it up. Ambiance, every nuisance, shimmering with grand translucence, darkest night, yet still no fright. Solace found in eyes so bright, feet on soil, midnight oil, burning fast like kings and royals, always learning, earth still turning, all future and face uncertain, friends around, love abound, pento seeds deep in the ground, quickly changing, rearranging, dancing flames look so amazing, lost in thought but never lost, these priceless times have no real cost, inner speaker, moment seeker, life without fearing the reaper, never soft, thoughts are lost, pretending to bounce up traditional thoughts, proposing ideas, getting 
fierce Speaking the wisdom of millions of years Quick to elaborate, made to collaborate Always fresh, never from concentrate Standing tall, peace you are Get ready, here comes the ball We gonna ball Without the sun, we do not shine in the air. Is a fair vision in this world is rare. Leaders in this world don't care. Frequency of love we share. Relations don't come in pairs. We're all connected through our prayers. Finding different hopes to keep believing. So long as we keep deceiving all the souls we reap. Trying not to be the sheep. Wearing masks that look so sleek. Not realizing that masks are weak. Telling others we aren't fake. Our own reality at stake. Friend. Admission is not required. required. 